This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty. Curdy B. Pickle packing perv popped on private premise. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going first or you were. And boy, I'm glad I didn't. All right. Let's get into a very special recording on St. Patrick's Day. Bananas. Bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. That's Scott Landis. And that's Kurtrude Brownholer. And uh, well, thank you for joining us on an episode. It's just Kurt and I today. This is, this is, this is a Curdy Scotty. Um, we love Curdy Scotties. We get a lot of DMs and texts to the banana phone saying that the bananas like Curdy Scotties. So I'm pumped on this one. I am too. It's good to see you, bud. I feel good. How are you? I'm feeling great. You know, spring is in the air. Feels like things are maybe ending. Oh, that's speaking of things maybe ending. Okay. I do want to just mention that uh, I am doing stand-up for the first time in a year. Yes. Uh, May 13th, 14th, and 15th in Portland, Oregon at Helium. Come. It's going to be safe. It's going to be there. It's at one-third capacity, so it's 100 cool. tickets in a 300-seat theater. It's going to be great. It's going to be really fun. May 13th, 14th, and 15th, Portland, Oregon, Helium. Scotty, do you want to hear about this? I do, and I just also want to say if I get vaccinated between now and then and the timing is right, I'll come up there. I'll oh, watch you for yeah. a night. I'll hang with you in Portland. If, if I'm uh, juiced up, if I got antibodies in my veins, I'll come laugh and laugh and laugh. I love that idea. Yeah, tell me about the Peter Piper. I, I don't even remember. You caught me so off guard with it. Give it to me again. The title is all that's worth for this story. I'm actually <laughs> okay. going to do a different story, Scotty. <laughs> oh, I'm going to okay. do a different story as my first story. But this title was so good. It's from The yeah. Smoking Gun. Pickle Packing Perv Popped on Private Premise. A beautiful title. A, yes. Just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and really, the story is the, is just in the title. It's one of those. It's a guy who is jerking off on somebody's front lawn with oh, a gross. up his ass. We're not for that. We're, We're anti that. that. I gross. don't like that guy. I don't really want to talk about that guy. Nope. Um, is it funny? Yes. Could it be malicious? Also, yes. So yep. instead, let's get into this. 
Okie dokie. The dumbest. This is also another thing that could be malicious. <laughs> oh, great. But it does not involve any any uh, possible sexual intimidation. Company okay. sued by New Jersey man for sending him chocolate penis fake poop exploding glitter. <laughs> yep. I uh, I had a Bananimal send. Well, actually, it was before that. I had someone send me an exploding glitter bomb in the mail. That's like a tube. And I yes. opened it. I just leased a new car. I opened it, and for three years, whenever I'd get regularly s- scheduled maintenance, they would be like, there's a lot of glitter in your car. And I'd be like, I have vacuumed this car 700 times. I that love an exploding really, chocolate ding-dong. I love I, – I, mean, I, I always used to say – because I, I used to have a whole set about bed bugs until I realized it makes on people uncomfortable just to hear the word in a theater. Yeah. Um, but I always referred to – bed bugs as like uh as the the glitter of insects like it's what all it takes is one person hugging you with glitter on and then you have glitter like in your bed yes. for like six months yes it's the same thing with bed bugs one person with bed bugs hugging you and you got i don't know if that's how it works anyway yep. uh this was sent in by sush bagoosh <laughs> <laughs> thank you sush bagoosh uh, it's uh at sushi the poochie <laughs> I don't, it's a great, I'm, I'm in, I'm interested in this instance. Fully in. This is an NJ.com written by Anthony G. Atrino. Anthony, best in the biz. Yeah, best in the biz doesn't sound um, New Jersey at all. (laughs) I mean, it's the most New Jersey. Anthony G. (laughs) Atrino. Hello. I write for NJ.com. <laughs> All right. The G. I live in South Orange. That's uh, right. Company sued by NJ Man for sending him chocolate penis, fake poop, exploding glitter. Okay. A Bergen County man has filed suit mm-hmm. against a prank company based in New York, alleging they mailed him a chocolate penis, a glitter bomb, and other packages meant to shock, offend, and frighten him. Yeah. Nicholas Coretta. <laughs> uh-huh. Nicholas Coretta, again, a good NJ name. 47 hey, of Nikki Oakland. <laughs> claims in court papers that R&D promos, also known, known as Ruin Days, <laughs> I mean, come on. sent him multiple unsolicited, obscene, and harmful packages over the course of 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruin Days, which is based in Queens, allows customers to anonymous, anonymously send glitter bombs, imitation feces, bags of dirt, and another annoying <laughs> pranks, to, pranks to unsuspecting no. recipients. Quote, no. we ruin your enemy's day, the literature states. Uh, so this is like, I go back and forth with whose side I'm on. The fact uh-huh. that he's suing the company that provides yeah. this service makes me no. dislike this man yes. right at the get-go. Uh, so I think I'm, I, I, mean, I, I think I'm not on his side. But in okay. May 2019, a chocolate penis was sent to Coretta at his office in Fairmont inside a package. Yep. Uh, quote, designed to disguise the true nature of its contents. What, do you want a big chocolate penis package, pal? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, states the suit filed last month uh, when he opened the package and saw the fake penis. Coretta uh-huh. claims he quote suffered fear, apprehension, oh, no. harm, and emotional distress. Oh, get over it! Who doesn't want to see a chocolate penis every now and then? <laughs> I mean, if I get mailed a chocolate penis, that's a that's a that's not ruining my day. No, that's, I'm enjoying my day more because of it. Yes. 
At really nice hotels, they they leave one on your you know on your pillow right before you go to bed after turndown service, and I'm just like it's going to be a fun night. <laughs> Does this guy also try and sue like uh, bridal showers that have like uh, penis right. straws in a restaurant? Right. Yeah, Does don't he... go to Nashville or Vegas, bud. You're going to see ding dongs <laughs> hanging off of every body part, with just hordes of women walking by. <laughs> In November 2020, Coretta received a spring-loaded glitter bomb that arrived in another nondescript package and blew up in his face, the lawsuit states. Quote, Coretta opened the package and the glitter bomb exploded in his face, causing glitter to strike him with force in the eyes, nose, and mouth. The glitter became lodged in Mr. Coretta's clothing as well as a nearby desk, files, and carpet. I mean, this guy is suing for like $75,000. No, To have glitter? And also, the company didn't do it. It's a buddy of his who's, like, fucking with him. Also, who opens a package face first? Like, mine exploded. (laughs) It it comes in a tube that looks like the roll of a cardboard toilet paper roll. So it's this little Uh thing, and it's packed. So I just thought it was, like, postcard. I thought it was, like, art or or candy or something. And so I opened it like a normal person, not pointing the thing I was opening towards my face. I've (laughs) I've seen... Uh, spring-loaded snakes jump out of yeah. peanut brittle cans. I know comedy, <laughs> but um, this guy's just like, what's in here? <laughs> Badoosh! <laughs> uh, and then the last thing was that he was sent chocolate imitation feces, and Coretta, again, a quote from the lawsuit. No. Coretta was shocked and frightened by the contents, quote, and offended that the package of chocolate imitation feces came in contact with his body. Oh, boy. They're suing him $75,000 along with court fees and post-judgment interest. Uh, Pretty intense. This guy is sucks. He's a party Uh, pooper. I mean, like, he's the guy. This is the guy you want to send these things to. No joke. I wish I had his. I mean, now all I want to do is prank this guy anonymously for the rest of his life. No, you can't be a bad sport. Like, okay, I understand the thing exploding into your eyes. If he was blinded, I'd be like, go get it. Yeah. But uh, if you're just embarrassed and also the, the chocolate ding dong one, you get over yourself, man. Come on. If that's freaking you out, the world's freaking you out. I know. And also, like, the craziest part is that it is someone doing it to him. And yes. it's not the company. Someone's paying the company. The company's not fucking with this guy for fun. Someone's be- someone is paying them and requesting this over and over and over again. Yes. He's really just got to find out who's pranking him. This is like the saddest way to find out who's pranking you. Yes, and he probably deserves it. Based on his uh, this response and also the fact that those are three very different pranks and they all had a huge impact on him. None of those, even the glitter bomb in my car, I, it didn't ruin my day. I just was like, <laughs> whoever did this got me so good yeah i would be more mad if somebody tried to throw me a surprise party i would be i would sue that i think i would be like no not for me all right scotty give us another one okie dokie hmm i got a bunch of good ones which one oh this one's fun west australian mates rescued after mattress boat mattress boat which air mattress drifts (laughs) Drifts nearly 100 miles out to sea. Okay. This was written by Hamish Goodall, or maybe sent in by Hamish Goodall. I'll have to double check which banana, because I don't have a name on it. We're going to say it was written by Hamish Goodall. 
Uh, a couple people sent this in, so thank you to everyone who did. Yeah, we'll look it up. We'll plug it in. Uh, sevennews.com.au. Two blokes have been rescued after the <laughs> blow-up mattress they were drinking beer on drifted out to sea off the West Australian coast. Okay, right away, right away, I have a question for you. Yes. Australia is so different. In a, of like, course. There is no—even if you're writing, like, a fun story yes. about guys who were drinking and got blown yes. out to sea— Yes. No newspaper in the United States would be like, two dudes got, like, it would never start with two dudes. <laughs> two blokes, right? right? It would always be like two men right. or like two gentlemen, not gentlemen. They wouldn't start with gentlemen. No, but I know what you mean. It's like, we know what's going on here. The The country knows what's going on here. Uh, also, I don't know the West Australian coast. That's where like Perth is, right? Yeah. That's I've never all I been know. there, but I hear it's a wild, and you uh, know, it's like the... Small, small, small towns, and then wilderness. I would definitely like to explore it at some point. Me too. Rough Great ocean, Quar. very rough oceans over there. Well, it sounds like it because these two blokes were equipped with nothing but uh, an esky, which is a cooler, yep. uh, filled with frothies, which are beers. <laughs> <laughs> The and, most Australian article ever written. I know. Hamish just went to town. If Hamish yeah. isn't our banana animal, Hamish <laughs> really might be the best blokes. in the bills. <laughs> um, and a dying phone. Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer were stranded out in the Indian Ocean for almost three hours they drifted out. They told the Sunrise, I guess Sunrise is a newspaper, that they had only planned to go for a leisurely float along the water on Saturday. Quote, we had this mattress out in front of Noah's house. It was a bit deflated, so we decided to pump it up and go on down to drift on the water. Probably only about 50 meters, said Mr. Perry. Uh, the wind picked up and sent them adrift. We got a little bit too far out. The wind kept picking me up, and we got sent very far out to sea. His first mate, Noah Palmer, said their stress escalated after their beers started to run out. <laughs> so oh. they kept drinking. See, that is it. You yep. don't just get, yep. unless you're a child, you don't just get blown out to sea without <laughs> noticing. There's long periods where you're like, hmm, I think we're farther out than we wanted to be and then it's like i think we're even farther at any point yes. in those times you can start to swim back and pull it back they yes. were just drinking and not doing shit they were day drinking as buddies on an air mattress in the indian ocean uh i don't think i've ever been in the indian ocean that's also not. on my new bucket list as long as we had enough beers to keep us going we felt we were all right as soon as the beers got a bit low we tried to head back in there. This is when it gets just. This is my sweet spot. This is when this article just tickles me. Oh, their barely seaworthy vessel started to slowly sink, <laughs> sink from holes in the mattress. Quote. So Noah's like jumping off every ten minutes to keep blowing the mattress up. Said Mister Perry. Mandura volunteer rescuers received a call from help with the help of their friend Tex Reeks. <laughs> Tex Reeks and Australia. Oh God, what a name! And it's R E E K S. Tex Reeks and Ruben were the first to respond, and they could not believe what they saw. Ruben spots this thing way out in the ocean on the horizon and goes, "I think that's them." Tex, I go, "Surely not. There's no way they are that far out on a mattress." <laughs> oh, his name is short for Texas Reeks, by the way. I, I, I assumed. 
Great, yeah. Well, and why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> Texas Reeks, who rushed to pick them up on a jet ski only moments before their mobile phones ran out of batteries. Quote, we all know that Tex was 30, 40 minutes away, and we were just hoping that he would find us at some point. So just think about that. 40 minutes away. Uh, they got a little worried, but Perry joked, the esky filled with beers definitely kept us optimistic and occupied before <laughs> we were eventually picked up. Just two Aussie bros being Aussie bros, and not a sad ending. Not a sad ending. Also, it seems like maybe there was 45 minutes of panic on, on these guys' part. You know? Sounds like it was two hours and 15 minutes of not caring whatsoever. Right. And then they, 45 minutes of like, okay, now we should maybe be worried. Also, I don't know what the Great White Shark situation is, but I feel like Australia's got a pretty good number of them. And uh, <laughs> the fact that he had to keep hopping in. I'm sure they were peeing like crazy if they're drinking a cooler of frothies, an esky of frothies. <laughs> they were, uh, they dodged some bullets here. I'm happy these guys made it okay, but it made me think of the your you and Lauren created the LA River Race, which I think somebody had sort of an air mattress on. Oh yeah, it was. I'm looking at a photograph of it from the LA Times that I so got fun. blown up and framed. So fun. It was. So yeah. So Lauren and I wanted to do that. This was before she was. Pregnant. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was 2016. Oh, it was 2015, and it was finally the end of the drought. Like there had been a drought in LA for ten years. Finally, so the rains came. So scary. And uh, it was like we need to like celebrate the fact that the rains came. We're gonna have. The first ever tube race down the LA River. Yes, and the and the for those of you who don't know what yes, the LA River the picture, looks like, Kurt. it is. It's been. It's essentially it's been con- it's concretized. I don't know what the word is. It's essentially used to be like it used to flood all the time. So then, what people did was just build concrete walls around. Yes. It. So if you've it's ever a seen concrete river. It's a concrete river. If you've ever seen uh, the movie Drive, they're like drive on the river. Cause it's Terminator concrete. 2, John Terminator Connors on a little dirt bike trying to outrun the T-1000 in the L.A. River. Greece, you know, like that's So it's just like this big, but there's a section of it near my house that is they're letting the middle part kind of like go back to nature. So we yeah, wanted cool. to kind of do it there. And uh, so we so we made a website. It's very easy nowadays to make a website. We took too two easy. Some would say too it's easy. So insane. We took two photographs of us like by the river with tubes, mm-hmm. and then made this website and said like we're going to do this. People, the the level the level of reaction was insane on it was. both sides. It yeah. was crazy. Six hundred people signed up to do it. Here's the and teachable moment. Almost as many people were like almost death threats level of like angry that we would think to like go into the LA river with tubes. Yeah. Well, it is a drain. It's a drain. Uh, what is it called? When it's like, uh, when it rains, it does flood the sewer lines into yes. the river. 100%. And I also learned that right up from Atwater, uh, mm-hmm. is a sewage treatment plant that just dumps go. directly into the L.A. River. Fantastic. So anything past that point is actual, it's wastewater, it's treated wastewater, but still. And so we, it, so we're like, this is getting a little out of control, and we were going to plan, we planned on doing it in, um, down in Frogtown, and we yep. found a guy who was like, uh, I'll host the after party, so he had this big warehouse space. Ugh, I was like, this is going to be fucking amazing. I'm so pumped. 600 yeah. people fucking tubing the river. 
and then a w- after party. Then the guy who was supposed to have the after party contacted us. He's like, he's like, I can't do it, man. He's like, my landlord oh boy. found out about this because it was just like pe- so many people were talking about it. Yes. And he said, if I have it, he'll kick me out. Yep. So I can't have the party. And then we got a cease and desist letter from the Army Corps of Engineers. Incredible. Telling us that if we did it, that they would arrest everyone. And this and was, was for like, charity, too. You were raising money for, like, the L.A. watershed or something. The f- Friends of the L.A. River. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So it was, like, $5 to enter, and we're going to raise money. And we, like, printed up these awesome little um, race bibs. That, it was so that great. said L.A. River tube race or whatever. No, it said so, tubing for a bruising. It said tubing for a bruising. That is correct. <laughs> and so then... So we're like, oh, no. So, so we needed to make it seem like it was shut down, but we still were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So we like sent out a, a message, to because there was obviously cops on the email list that we had created. Yes. yes. So we sent out a message saying it wasn't happening, but if you wanted to, and we put like in parentheses, right. like, take a picture at the water, uh-huh. like meet us. And we went to a different place because Frogtown, because of it's being gentrified, they've got to stick up their ass. Yep. And went to an area of the LA River that nobody gives a shit about downtown. Oh, yeah. And so how many people came? Maybe like 12? 14 raised. 14? So yeah, 14 600 raced. signed up, 14 <laughs> showed up. About, about 20 people watched from the wings in horror as we trudged <laughs> out into a sewer. Uh, we are racing bridge to bridge, overpass to overpass. But there's yeah, a few and this is downtown. This is downtown where it's just oh. all concrete. And so the the way we got to the river was we all kind of sh- we went we all met at a brewery. Kurt handed out the bibs. We all put bibs on. It was Andy Wood was there, our friend. But then there were a bunch of people that we didn't know, including a bunch of really excitable Brits that just brought so air mattresses and. So Pool, flo- pool floats, and the idea was from one overpass, one bridge to another was the start line and the finish line. Yeah, it was like North 6th Street to North 7th Street, I think. Yes, and so anybody in L.A. right now is probably dry heaving or cringing or <laughs> injecting themselves with penicillin. <laughs> so um, we, you have to walk this kind of tunnel to get to the river at that part, so we were kind of incognito. I, I'm sure you remember this now that I'm about to say it. There was a porn photo shoot oh, yeah. happening in the sewer way. So the first thing we do is 14 of us wearing water shoes. Well, you know, Kurt probably had a wet suit tubes, on. Big tubes, pool yes. floats, noodles. I had a, I had a hunch that uh, a local paper, somebody would show up. So I wore a shirt that said Bazinga with Sheldon from Big Bang Theory on it. A shirt that I never have worn before or since. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to amplify how stupid this is. And so we passed this uh, naked woman and these two photographers in a sewer and then we all go out and, they and we have a, race. They, have a, they also have, remember, a smoke machine. So yes. we have to walk through <laughs> a tunnel. It's like literally you descend into the ground We're through in a dark tunnel, and then you come out on the edge of the of like the graded sides of the yeah. of the river but so inside they had a smoke machine so it was a bunch of smoke and we're like what's happening something on fire and then we pass by it's like no it's like a really nice smoke machine this woman is like pulling her clothes back on yes <laughs> totally saw a boob totally saw and i was like okay so this is where they shoot the lowest budget um <laughs> n- like nudie mags yeah and then so we all trudge out into you know knee deep water or or shower but I think the Brits really were like, this is a race. My strategy was I was holding a beverage, an alcoholic beverage, and I was yeah. not going to touch the water at all with any <laughs> body part that did not need to touch it. So really feet only. Yeah. 
So we float down. I get dead last. And what then what but also just so you know, we put up a like a winning uh, yeah, you know, a finish line, a, a tape, a yeah, line. like a, a finish yeah. line. It's a classic yeah. word. Yes, so we a have ribbon. a finish line that's actually a ribbon in between two of the pillars of the bridge. Yes, that's going to be like where the we end. So we walk all the way up. Oh, and also, yep. just some guy shows up in a kayak. Yeah, to be like a lifeguard. He decided yes. that he was just going to be a lifeguard. A guy showed also, up with a drone that we didn't know that was just filming yes. us. So we got drone footage. Then we got drone footage. The, and also, just so everyone's clear, like the majority of the river is there's water on it. It's, it's very wide, <laughs> but it's about a quarter of an inch deep. Yeah. Right. Yes. Then in the middle, there's one section. Yeah, a that's little maybe channel. A foot. A foot and yeah, a half. Yeah, a foot. Yeah. The it's amount pretty of good. fear. The amount of fear that these fucking people had that we were going to drown in the L.A. River in mm-hmm. a foot of water was is insane. Okay. Yes. So go ahead. A cocker spaniel could live in that amount of water. <laughs> stand up so the brits are paddling hard i get caught up on the shallows i get dead last by five minutes because i just was like i am not paddling (laughs) but then the brits won and we don't know who they were and i hope they listen to bananas if you do call the banana phone 213-214-7974 because you guys were great we got a great group photo that we should probably use for this podcast episode as our thing but um that kid was so funny. Like he was probably like early twenties, but he was like really proud of winning on his deflating air mattress, and his body was submerged. Like only yes. his head and feet were out. Those photos <laughs> made me nauseous. And then we had an after party at Varnish. That's what it's called, right? Villains Varnish. Something. Oh no, villains. Villains. Uh, villains and Tavern. Fun time. What but a great he, place. L.A. Weekly came, and somebody else wrote a really funny article about all of us and what idiots we were and that you planned it and Lauren planned it and that we raised all this money. But that kid to the reporter was like, I won't even try to do a British accent, but he was like, in the history of racing, not since the ostriches <laughs> on the railroad track has any Brit ever so swiftly. And he was incredible. <laughs> and I'm, like, giggling. We took a great group photo, and then there were a bunch of people in attendance who were fra- clearly afraid to get in that water, who, after seeing us all just giggling and having a great time, borrowed tubes, including mine, and then they just floated the the course. Yeah. And then, so that tunnel that we walked through, the, the poop shoot <laughs> tunnel, past the porn stars and, you know, whoever else in the trash, do you remember what happened at the end of that race? Of how... Can you forget? So we're like, this is before yeah. we're get, getting ready to leave. Yeah. Race is over. Race is over. We're like, all right, wrap it up. Let's go get drinks. And we were all already drinking as well. Yeah, of course. All of a sudden, you just hear, vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and coming out of the tunnel Insane. into a river was a bm it was a BMW, right? Yes, a lowered like BMW M3 with a spoiler. It was Two like, people yes. in it. Two people in it. They come. They completely bottom out because absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. The angle is like at a forty-five degree angle. The yes. concrete wall. So it's like and it slams down, scrapes it, makes this horrible yes. noise, and then they just take off. Yes. Down the river. Yes. And it's again. This is. It's filled mm-hmm. with water. So like water is, and it's sewage water. So water yes. is shooting up on either sides, and we're just like, this is the fucking. This is like, there's no rules here. 
it was amazing. lawless. It was it lawless. Was and so we, yeah, the, and we should add, those people had no idea what we were doing. Also, and, and we, the reverse <laughs> is so funny, too. So the people shooting naked photos were probably like, we're normal. These kids are weird for getting in the water. We're like, you guys are weird. And then this car guy comes. He's like, so there's a photo shoot and a float race, and they're tubing the river. And then they got stuck. They went down yes. an incline, and then that BMW got stuck in the water, and then the cops came while we were all leaving. We all thought we were going to get in trouble. The cop car just drives right down into the river and gives a guy in, <laughs> in a stranded BMW a ticket. <laughs> the fact that the cops then, like, we were leaving. We're like, yeah. there's no nothing else weird could have happened. And then the cops come in a big SUV. Yeah. And then we're like... There's a guy stuck over there. Like, what, they were like, what are you here for? And they're like, we heard some people were swimming. And I was like, no, nobody's swimming. And we're yeah. all holding tubes. Yeah. And we're yeah. all soaking wet. I'm in my convertible with a giant tube in the backseat just sticking out, <laughs> soaking wet. I, um, I actually bought a bottle of something. I think it was called like Biotene or some like – it was like iodine basically. And I just went – when everybody went in the bar, I walked to my car and I just stripped off everything I had out of change of clothes and just rubbed my like legs to my feet in iodine. And I was like, I don't know if this smells. I don't remember. But I was like, I'm just – so many people were like, did you guys really do that? And the LA Weekly article was so funny because they were like a bunch of idiots floated the river this weekend. Um, <laughs> I – now, do here's the best part. Yes, sir. Do you remember the woman from is either Georgia or Alabama? Absolutely. She came. She is. She gets. She deserves banana of the week for just yes. this. Oh my god. She was so awesome. So psyched. But everyone else wore like, uh, like clothes. You know, like a shirt and pants. Or right, shorts. Or a skin, right. And everyone had like sneakers on or, yes, or water shoes. Right. Or water shoes or something. Yes. She comes just just straight up in a bikini. Yep. And then proceeds and she's barefoot. wasted. She's barefoot and proceeds to she like the first time because it's all covered. <laughs> it's without the, 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 the part of the, the, the river that is covered in like a quarter inch of water. All oh of that is algae. So it's just yeah. this green, viscous, very slippery material. Yeah. She slips and hits hard. And then we all like cheer for her because it's like you don't want her to feel embarrassed. Yeah, like, yeah you did but it. Sh- yes. And then we're like, you, it's just like, be careful on there, you know? And she's drinking. And then like five minutes later, slips, boom, like goes down uh, again hard. Yes. And then we're, the, the, the response yes. is like muted. Like, it's like a couple claps, like, you okay? Yeah. Make sure. And then the third time she goes down, oh. we were just like, we can't clap anymore for her. <laughs> yeah. It was then, violent falls. It, it was, was Chris violent. Farley levels of just like, like no hands down, just standing and then suddenly splatting on the ground. <laughs> and we're, we don't really know her. And she's like, like in a she's bikini. The, so you're like helping her up, but you're like, are you, don't, like, do you want to wear my shoes? And she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. She was so drunk. And then afterwards, this is the best part. I had, because uh, I always have it for if I go surfing after the rain, I had in my car uh, hydrogen peroxide and Listerine. And I offered her some, because she had cuts. She had like cuts oh, yeah. on her leg and stuff. Yes. I was like, Can I, here, you want to pour some hydrogen peroxide? And she goes, no way. I've had worse in Georgia. <laughs> like, this girl is the most hardcore girl I've ever met in my yeah. entire life. Never got her name. Have no idea who she was. Don't Never know if she again. knew what we were doing. She had a bikini. <laughs> 
She had flip-flops, a bikini, and a raft, and she <laughs> got third place and probably gonorrhea, and God bless her. <laughs> God bless her. All right. I'll tease you out, and we'll come back in. Crystal Ball sparks Wisconsin house fire. No way. Yes. Bananas. Bananas. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Bananas. It's just me and Scotty today. That's all you need. We, we got a lot of... We, listen, guys, thank you so much for sending these stories in. Go to our yep. Instagram, all right? Please do. The Bananas Podcast. Yep. Follow us, DM us. Then go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a re- rate and review. It matters. Please do it. We're good boys. We're good boys. If you want to email us your personal stories, we need personal banana stories as well. Yes. Oh, that's another thing. You can email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. But our mini-sodes will start dropping on our main feed. They've been behind a like paywall now. on Stitcher Yeah, Premium like probably this week months. or next week, yeah. So you can listen to what we talked about six months ago. <laughs> yep. It'll be very topical. And But uh, like always, we don't mention anything outside of the Great Quar, so... Dig in, have a little nuggets of 20, 25-minute minisodes, your stories, our stories. Um, also, we stories. had to um, – we sold out of our Bananas hoodies in our merch store on exactlyrightmedia.com, and, uh, but we got new ones coming in. We got new – we got a lot of new merch coming out soon, so keep your eyes on that. We're making some Best in the Biz shirts. and Best in the Biz. We know y'all are going to love them. And buy those pint glasses. They're dope. I'm drinking out of one right now. It's uh, I'm drinking a Murphy's Irish Stout. It tastes delicious. Day. I'm day drinking with my homeboy, Curdy B. Um, oh, and I wanted to give one shout out to Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. When we go on tour, I don't know how, I don't know if we start it in Anchorage or we end it, but I've never been. You've done stand-up there, though, right? I have done stand-up, not in Anchorage, but in um, just up the, up the road. Okay. I can't remember. Juno, the other, the Gnome. Other. No, one more. One more. Um, bigger, a bigger uh, one. Fair, Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Sure. That sounds good. That's where I've been. It's illegal to deliver moose meat from an airplane in Alaska. That is the state law. Oh, really? Uh, that's true. Mm. Uh, moose meat is not good. So nope. I had some Don't eat it. Don't Stick eat it. Very to good. the other animals. Okay, so this is uh, just a shout-out to Nicole and Ryan. They are bananas. They, they are partners. They own... A dog grooming business, and they listen to bananas while they yes. shear beautiful pups, beautiful bananas. It's called Glow Up Grooming. They say a ton of people in Anchorage listen to bananas because of them. So thank you. I'm just giving them a shout out. If you happen to live in Anchorage and we happen to come up there and you happen to have a dog, go get your dog clipped. Go get the get, get yeah. best in show. Make it look best awesome. Best in show. Anyways, just want to give a shout-out to Nicole and Ryan, who are Bananimals, who probably didn't think I'd really give them a shout-out. Glow-up grooming, Anchorage, do your thing. All right, you ready for this? Buddy boy, I am so ready. This was sent in by Kelsey George. Thank you, Kelsey. Love that. Uh, this is from People.com. I've heard of it. by Rachel. 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 Rachel DeSantis. God. Her when I open a People magazine and Rachel DeSantis is typing, it turns into a mirror, and uh, she takes my soul away. She might be the best in the business. Thank you so much, Scotty. 
Crystal Ball sparks Wisconsin house fire, causing $250,000 worth of damage. Wow. <laughs> but they didn't see that coming. Yeah. A crystal... <laughs> A crystal ball led to a dangerous accident in Wisconsin. And the person who sent this in told me that she bought a... I think Kelsey told me this, or someone else told me that This was sent in by a few people, but Kelsey Okey was the dokey. first. Um, that when she bought a crystal ball, the woman who sold it to her was like, you need to keep a, you need to keep a blanket over it. And she was like, why? Is that because of... Like, because of Sauron? She's like... Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> because it will start a fire. <laughs> oh, well, they were right. So, yeah, crystal ball led to a dangerous accident in Wisconsin. Sunlight streaming in through the window of a home in Delton set fire to a crystal ball. Holy a shit. Ball, igniting the family's living room and causing $250,000 worth of damage. That Bummer. sentence, I'm going to go back. Rachel, I know what happened here because I've read yes. multiple articles. Rachel DeSantis does not really catch... What happens? The crystal ball did not set fire. The crystal no. I mean, like, it's a set fire to a crystal ball. The crystal ball did not, like, burst no, into flames. It turned what into happened? a laser beam. Exactly. We all the know this. The couch caught fire. The couch caught fire. Ugh. It just, it focuses the, like, a laser and then just started burning a hole in the couch, and then the whole couch caught fire. Uh, luckily, the only the first floor was damaged, but the damage is intense. Yeah, I bet it is. A crystal ball lit your sofa on fire from yeah. the sun. The sun from is the so sun. hot. I'm not getting I, anywhere near that thing. I mean, listen, if you have a tragedy like a house fire. The worst. The worst. At least it it was meant to happen. If yes. it's a crystal ball, it, it was, was in your cards. Happen. <laughs> it was. It totally was, man. <laughs> and Ugh. I bring I bring this up because our good friend J.C. Catlin, the uh, best, he lives in Wisconsin as well, and uh, or is he no Minnesota? He lives in Minnesota, and his house just caught on fire. It burnt to the ground. In Love him. Like a couple minutes, yeah, it was insane. He was able to get his family out. Um, it was caused by pets, a, yeah. by maybe possibly something in in one of the chimney um, chimneys yeah. for a for a wood burning oven that he doesn't use very often. So yes, sir. total freak accident. He is one of the funniest people we know. Absolutely, OG and, bananas too. Like before we had bananas, that guy had the greatest stories, the greatest Twitter, the greatest Instagram. Makes the coolest T shirts. Yeah, he makes these awesome T-shirts that are just like he has. I have one that just says "slam dunk" and it's a big baseball mitt catching yeah. a, a, a basketball. <laughs> I have one that's a terrible hand-drawn drawing of Vin Diesel, and it says "Vin the Rock Diesel" <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> the Rock, I one, baby. I have one that that is a guy dunking on another guy, and it says, uh, "Call me." I think, I think it's call me Doctor Dunks. Mister Basketball was my father. <laughs> and why wouldn't it be that? Oh, I love that so so much. Uh, he's he's got so many great shirts. We're gonna link to him uh, in our story when this episode comes out. We'll post about it. Go buy his shirts. We need to support him. There's also a GoFundMe yep. to try and give him enough money so that he can survive. He literally survives off of making jokes online. He writes for ClickHole and from selling these very funny shirts, all of which burned up in the fire. So he has no way of making any cash. So we just want to put it up there. If you have a couple bucks, send him some money. Buy yeah. a shirt. Don't, yeah. Donate to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Get out there. Be the funniest person in your clique with a J.C. Catlin shirt that nobody else will have. 
<laughs> it's always a thing. I've always thought like, uh, yeah, those, those shirts are so damn funny. I I went to uh, a crawfish boil on Easter Sunday in Mississippi, in Purvis, yeah. Mississippi. And I was with a friend, my buddy Van. We came up from Pensacola. He was like, hey, there's this big crawfish boil. I want to show you how Mississippi does stuff. We drove past kids on crosses that were covered in blood, like actual kids that were like just reenacting it. I'm like, oh, I really, I'm here now. And um, <laughs> and what I didn't know was it was supposed to be a setup. There was a really uh, nice woman that I ended up dating, but they all, she was single, I was single, and there was a setup just going there. I didn't know this. So they kind of brought me into a world. And it was, I met so many nice people. Everybody was wonderful. I remained friends with many of them. But one thing is one of the older guys, one of like the men, the dads, was like, Hey, can you start a fire over there just in that little campfire in the fire pit? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no, like, just can you go start a fire? Cause like it's going to get dark soon and we're, you know, crawfish. And I'm like, sure. So I build a little campfire, start it with one match, brag, and <laughs> then the fire's going. And later around the fire, several men were like, where did you learn to? Oh, they called me Yankee half the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were like, where did you learn to do that? And I was like, build a fire. And they were like, yeah, aren't you from New York or something? I go, I'm from Maryland, but uh, I do live in New York. And they were like, but where'd you learn to do that? I'm like, we have fire in Maryland. <laughs> like, you guys didn't invent fire or building a fire. Also, you handed me matches. And, like, it was not hard. But they were just looking at me like, "How you city mouse, how are you doing this? I'm like, yeah, I'm a warlock. I cast a spell for flames. It was so it weird to get cornered for fire. I well, I do honestly think that it is a very specific skill that I have found a surprising number of people I know when we I go somewhere with them I find out that they do not know how to make a fire whatsoever. Well, yeah. we should teach a class. Let you and I should make an instructional video <laughs> that constantly is saying do not burn down your house or your woods or your yard. Oh Stan, man. Give me one. Give me one. You know what since we're on since I mentioned Pentacola, I found a story. This one's from Courtney Kelly. Uh, this one's the AP wrote this. I found it everywhere. I bet we get sent it a lot today. Mother and daughter, oh man, accused of accessing student accounts to rig homecoming court vote. Are you fucking Jesus Christ? This is a 2020 story. <sighs> oh boy. Uh, oh, banana phone's ringing. Sorry, rejecting it. Um, Pensacola, Florida, AP. We love the Associated Press. Uh, an assistant principal, no less, is the mother. And her daughter have been arrested after authorities said they were responsible for fraudulently casting hundreds of votes at the high schools for the high school's homecoming court. According to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the investigation found that Carol, the assistant principal at Bellevue Elementary School, and her daughter, a student at Tate High School, had access student focus accounts. Focus is like it allows students, teachers, and parents uh, to look in these accounts to view grades, medical history. Basically, it's a program for right. – yeah, you get it. Uh, test scores, attendance, disciplinary actions, personal information, bleep, blah, blah. This investigation said that the agents were able to uncover evidence of unauthorized access to the Focus website linked to Carol's cell phone, to computers in her home, to her daughter's computer – for oh, a total of 246 votes cast for her daughter to win the homecoming court, which she did win. Oh, boy. 
I mean, this is so lame, it's insane. It's Witness, insane. It's insane. Witness statement said that Carol's daughter had actually bragged about accessing the individual student private information for several years. I've known what? Carol's daughter to log into her mom's account in order to access grades and test scores since freshman years when we became friends, said one witness. Uh, she looks up our group of friends' grades and makes comments about how she can find our test scores all the time. So they're flaunting this shit. They got their come up. They got a come up. And that's okay. – uh, they got the clap back. So um, it says that Carol's Focus account had accessed over 372 high school records since 2019. Oh my 339 God. of those were Tate High School students. Uh, and she got arrested. So her ba- her bond is set at eight thousand five hundred bucks, and she and her daughter face third degree felony accounts of um, offenses against using computers, computer systems, computer networks, electronic devices in an unlawful two way with an on- like her hacker charges. Yes, she was she was messing with personal information. So it's a criminal Crazy. use of personally identifiable information, and then they will also face a first degree misdemeanor for conspiracy to commit. These offenses. So they, she won. But guys, and I know Kurt will back me up on this. If you're ever around somebody that says high school or college are the best years of your life, they move away from those people as fast as possible. The next four years of your life should be the best four years of your life. (laughs) People that talk about high school or college with glory days, it just... You're, oh, it's so frustrating to me that yeah. it's amped up to be like, these are your best years. No, they're not. No. They're not. 30 to 34 are pretty oh. great. Woo! 30 Those, to 34 are sweet. That's the your, sweet spot right your there. Your 30s are so damn fun. It's crazy. Do not live for high school. Glory Days is a no. good song, but get over it. Oh, yeah. I, I, it always creeped me out. It always creeped me out to think that, like, I, I, and honestly, if we go back to it, it's probably people, and I talked to my wife about this in the, in the past. She's always like, it's just people who did sports. It's, it's just people who were good at sports yeah. and then just like had the world on a platter for them. Yep. And then that just felt like the pinnacle. It was like they were famous for four yes. years. Yep. I, and I would say go out and in your life be yeah. that good at something that you're just famous in that way. You know, like yes. quote unquote famous, not like yeah. real famous. It's not a big deal. Like uh, the homecoming court stuff is insane. Uh, the, at the end of uh, my movie Ma, one of the things I really hated my whole life, and it was kind of along the lines of this, and I kind of wanted yeah. to punish the teenagers for it in the movie, with senior superlatives. I always thought mm-hmm. they were very unfair. Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, there. I had four hundred plus kids in my senior class. Twenty six of them because they did it by the alphabet. Like awesome, athletic, beautiful, uh, whatever, beautiful. <laughs> I was gonna say bazongas, but that wasn't one. Uh, but it would be, it would be like, yeah, you know, like definitely desired, coolest car, and it's like such a brag. Ugh. So twenty six kids get that stuff, and then everybody else is just like, yeah, you're not that special. Have a great life. So screw this. Crap. I um had this funny story. I, I was not great at math. I tried, but um uh, that you know, high school they force you to take math every year. So my senior year I took college algebra. To say I didn't learn a thing, I I mean I still don't I, understand. Me neither. The teacher was a really nice man who had taught for a million years. He was very smart. He could kind of draw a perfect circle. He would just start waving his arm in a circle with a white erase marker or whiteboard marker and just draw a perfect circle. It was I don't know why. I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> so we had this test, 
and we were kind of spread out in this way, sort of socially distanced. And um, at the and I turned my test in, and then the bell rings, and the teacher's assistant, who was this young college grad student, was like, "Mr. Landis, can you stay after class?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then the teacher was like, "What's going on?" And I don't even remember his name. And you know I really am good with names and faces. That's how bad I was at this math class. I don't yeah. know what his name was. <laughs> and so Mr. Math, Mr. Math um, <laughs> was like, what's going on? And she goes, uh, Scotty was cheating that entire test. And I go, I really wasn't. And, and he was like, no, he wasn't. And she goes, wait, no, wait, he who, was. So this is a student? This is a, this is a TA. So she's oh, like a, a grad TA, student, TA. probably oh, right, 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 teacher right. of America or something moving in. Uh, yeah. a, a aspiring teacher. And a pretty nice person. I remember being a nice woman. And she's like, he was cheating. I watched him cheat off of Melissa's test. And the teacher goes, no, he didn't. And she started to feel like she was stuck in a conspiracy. Like she didn't yeah. understand what's going on. And she goes, no, I saw him. And I go, I didn't. And, and the teacher goes, he didn't. And she goes, why? What do you mean? I saw it. And he goes, well, because Melissa got a 93 and Scotty didn't get one right. So I got a zero. <laughs> I got a total zero. And so there's no way I cheated because I didn't even get one answer right. And that's, then, like, that's actually <laughs> uh, aggressively good, like, good at being bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, to not accidentally yeah. get one right is amazing. Yeah, so I probably did look at Melissa's paper. I probably was like, does anybody know what we're supposed to be doing right now? But it was so funny that he he was like a quieter guy. He wasn't an aggressive man, but he was like, no, he did not cheat because he did not get one part of one question right. <laughs> and then bless his heart, he knew I was going to college and that you know, an E or whatever, an F would have been bad. He goes, come back after school, and if you get one right, I'll give you a D. <laughs> and so I went to my friends, and I was like, uh, can you just write this out and then I'm going to memorize it and then I got one right so I did cheat and I got a D and uh, <laughs> but it was so funny it was like guilty by just like nah dude he sucks so hard <laughs> there's no way <laughs> oh boy I was once accused of plagiarism in college really yeah I don't was... see that for you at all yeah it was not true I was okay, accused good. and it was not true it was really crazy it was a, a new professor, Boo. and she she's teaching Kant, and Kant is 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 pretty complex as far as the continental philosophers go, I think. And yeah, I um, guess so. And I and I remember it was like I was t I was talking about Kant and Hegel, but I was just explaining like one very 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 the beginning concept. From, yeah. Um, like the, the book of spirit or whatever the fuck it is, Geist. And, uh, and I thought I was just like, just dumbing it to like, just like, just dumbing it down. So yeah. that I, writing it in a way that I would be able to understand. Layman's terms. Yeah. Layman's people. terms. Just like the basic first chapter of the book with you. And, uh, and she came and she was just like, you, you plagiarize. Like she called me in and it was like so crazy. I've never it was just like you plagiarized. And I was just like, no, I didn't. Yeah. And she's like. Hmm. And she had just gotten there, so she was like, what's going on with you? She's like, you need to bring all your notes in. I need to see all your notes from class Ew. and then all the notes that you took while writing this. And then I brought all my notes in, and she took like a month, and I was like on an academic like she has to like, really? file it with the university that there's an accusation of plagiarism and i was like notified by the university that this has been like I, like i've been accused of this and then she like put all the notes in and then and then she was just like i'm sorry i was wrong 
Yeah. Yeah. It That's was, a it was, weird one. I wish, what is Kant was philosopher? He's a philosopher. And I like love the, that. Like, like the, yeah, the whole idea is that, you know, like, uh, he has an idea that, like, humanity is continually getting better over time, over <laughs> eons. And that There's will irony. eventually be, like, full of spirit or something. I, wow. I literally don't even remember. Yeah, I don't who remember would? anymore. But yeah, Emmanuel it was, it was like, it felt so vindicated, uh, especially since it was, like, kind of serious. Yes. That's a... Uh... That's a horrible feeling when you're guilty and the best feeling when you're not because and I know you and I know that you're like if you're if somebody tries to wrong you one time you and I got in a this was so long ago this was like 13 years ago we got in a cab and you're like we're going to Brooklyn and you must have gotten a job or something cuz we never took taxis yeah. like ever and the guy's like I'm not going to Brooklyn and I didn't oh, I, I was this. like okay yeah and he's like He's like, I'm not going to Brooklyn, man. And you're like, sir, you have to. You Wherever we go, when we get in a cab, it is against the law for you not to take us to one of the five boroughs. It is against the law. And this older guy goes, I got diarrhea. I don't know where the bathrooms in Brooklyn are. And we go, oh, okay, sorry. Right, we'll and we just, got, we just got right out. We just hopped right out. I was like, what a defense. The old diarrhea well, I mean, defense. Perfect. perfect. Just, just change the definition of terms. Oh, God. Uh, and then also we became our, our empathy and compassion took over. Where we were like, you know what? Some laws are meant to be bent. We're so sorry. Good luck. Enjoy your Maalox. Uh Hit us up. Wrap it up tight, Kurt. I will wrap it up tight for you with just Thank this you, one. Sir. Okay. Uh, sent in. A lot of people sent this one in, but this was from I first saw it at Frickin' Christina on Heck Twitter. Yeah. So thank, thank Frickin', you, frickin'. Christina. Yeah. This is from Live Science by Nicoletta Lanise. So thank Ooh. you, Nicoletta. Ooh. Great. Love her. Great. For Love her. Time. Love Nicoletta. Woo. Arctic walrus takes a nap on an iceberg, wakes up in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> wait really that's so good it's so good this is yeah so basically a walrus spotted on an irish beach yesterday march 14th may have floated there from the arctic circle after falling asleep on an iceberg a five-year-old girl walking with her father a blubbery newcomer her name is M- uh, murian i think murian it's got Cute. a lot of letters Yep. They were on they're on Val- Valencia Island in County Kerry. Um Great. and then they see this big long thing. There hasn't been one since like the 18 1897 and wow, then the that's so cool. I love that. But the best part about it is that um like the title of this is Arctic Walrus Takes a Nap on an Iceberg Wakes Up in Ireland. Really what the article is about is that there's a a walrus in Ireland. And then at just at the end, there's just some random scientist. Okay. Who I love says, a random scientist. Yeah. I'd say what happened is he fell asleep on an iceberg and drifted off, and then he was gone too far out in the mid-Atlantic or somewhere like that, down off Greenland, possibly. Yeah. He's just guessing. Yeah, this he loves cartoons. No, That's a cartoon like, theory. This is not like the way the title reads, and all of the titles read this way. It sounds like he floated into a harbor on an iceberg. Yeah. Confused and wild-eyed. Yeah. No. It's just a walrus is an island, guys. But this is the best part. The father gets the last the last word. Oh, I love a good uh, Irish dad. 
Houlihan said the sleepy walrus still gave him and his daughter, quote, a bit of a show yeah, when they spotted it, according to the Irish examiner. Mm-hmm. Quote, it's brilliant. He was sitting on the rock now, kind of posing. At one stage there, he threw up a fin, and it looked like he was giving us all the birdie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the Irish. Well, Love the Irish. What do we do about that? I mean... If it was the cartoon version, if it was the Pixar movie that a walrus fell asleep on an ice float and woke up in Ireland, great start to a Pixar movie, by the way. Great start. I love Clover the Walrus. I can see it happening (laughs) now. Um, Do we just leave him alone? Do we bring some more walruses to join him? Do we reintroduce? Is that bad for the local environment? Like uh, having the walrus there? Yeah, they think that he just needs to eat enough shellfish and then he'll make it back home but that's crazy i mean yeah that sounds crazy but i guess they just disappear at some point they, they've shown up in since the 80s apparently oh okay yeah that's uh that's pretty fun i god i wish we were over there i wish we were traveling that mm-hmm. is like the exact thing if we were in a bar if we were in dublin drinking and that story got sent to us we would get in a car or take go a find that fucking a ferry and we would go take a photo a christmas family <laughs> photo with the banana boys with a giant irish walrus who's giving uh, everyone the middle finger who flips finger. us off amen <laughs> what a saint patrick's day we did it scott yeah it's a great it's a, that is the way to end the saint patty's day episode with a story from ireland even though ireland cares Nothing for our weird St. Paddy's Day celebration. Nope. Could care less, but uh, we'll see you soon, Ireland. Maybe we'll have Maeve Higgins on as a guest sometime. That might oh, be a, a, a good idea. idea. She oh rocks. God, we love her. Well, let's write down Put her Maeve on the Higgins. List. Um, and also, yeah, keep sending in those stories. Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Stay positive out there. Thank you to our producer, Katie Levine. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Curdy B. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 